What is up, my friends? So let's talk about Juon Origins. And let me tell you, this is a series that came out of nowhere, in my honest opinion. I was not aware that we were getting a series for this. I knew that we were getting a remake of the remake of the original with the English version that came out earlier this year that was, let's just not talk about that movie, right? I made a video talking about it. You can go check it out already if you haven't. But uh, The Grudge. This is The Grudge if you're not too familiar. Uh, Ju-On is the original name of the uh, film series and it's a Japanese series that focuses on a malevolent spirit that sort of, as in my interpretation, feeds off negative vibes of sorts and pretty much is created when something horrific happens and it's just a curse that keeps on passing down whoever enters the home that this happened in. And we see that throughout the series. I mean, Ju-On is a series in Japan that has been around for two decades and has had numerous films centered around it. And the ghostly characters of Kayako and Toshio are the pretty much uh, main focus of it all as we see many different families, people, and all that suffer through these curses. Before we get into Juon Origins, however, I want to ask you to go ahead and subscribe to the channel. We're here to talk about all the stuff you love in movies, music, video games, all that good stuff. And all I ask for you is a subscribe. I ask for you to turn on the bell for notifications. But let's get right into it. So Juon Origins starts with an actress and a paranormal investigator who are starting to become fixated on a cursed home that they have seen has started to sort of rack up some victims. Now, this story takes place between numerous timelines and with many different people. And overall, it can start off a little overwhelming. But once the pieces start to fit in themselves and you start to realize that linear time is not here, it's actually, in my opinion, much more of a circular thing. And I'll get to that in a bit. But everything pretty much starts to take place in 1952. That's the beginning of everything and all of this curse and everything. So the curse pretty much starts when a man takes a woman hostage, he sexually abuses her, she becomes pregnant, and then the woman eventually dies, but still manages to give birth to the baby, which ends up disappearing. Now, what we see happen is that this then shifts, well, we don't actually start in 1952 with the series, we start in 1988, but we go back and forth, like I said, and the first like occurrence of all of this is when we see Haruka actually explain that she has started to have some weird supernatural activity and she reaches out to Jasuo over it all and he is the paranormal investigator. Also while all of this is happening we see a girl named Kiyomi who actually gets sexually abused by her classmates in the home where the curse and everything's happening she eventually becomes possessed by it all and we start to see it sort of um what this curse can actually do as she ends up manipulating uh the one who actually abuses her into killing her own mother and then they start to frame the teacher and it just goes on downhill from here we then jump the timeline to 1994 where we see Kiyomi is now a mother and she is still possessed as well as her husband it seems and now they have a son also who is named Toshiki who by the end of it my goodness you just feel horrible for this kid and everything that happens. Ultimately Kiyomi and Katsuyi pretty much hit rock bottom Toshiki is 
left sort of not dead but he is sort of in a vegetative state of sorts and what ends up happening is Kiyomi ends up killing Katsuyi because of everything that's happened all the pain she still feels from being assaulted in 1988 and she eventually goes back to that home and you see her relive all of this and then what we see happen is that the classmates who did this to her as well who ended up going missing as well in that timeline of 1988 are still at the home and they're still looking how they did so we can assume that their spirits are just attached now to this curse and they're attached to this home as well also we see a year later um, pass it's now 1995 and something else has occurred we see that a new couple is sort of pretty much plagued by this curse and what we see happen here is that the husband ends up murdering the pregnant wife after finding out that the child isn't his and that she wants to pretty much go off and leave him and this kind of pisses him off because of all of this so he ends up killing her and he tries removing the infant child from her but of course it's very much botched because it's happening at a home and it's it's one of the most graphic things I've seen on Netflix and let me tell you if you are pretty squeamish I'm pretty sure this isn't a show for you and you probably thought that while you were watching this if you did but he ends up going back to the house and tries to bury it there and it's because the woman in white is seeing that it has to be buried and it's sort of her reclaiming the child that she feels is owed to her what we see then happen is the timeline jumps once again to 1987 and we see a married couple move in there now this time Jasso is sort of like I gotta warn y'all this isn't the place you want to be in because of everything that's happened they don't listen of course and we ultimately start seeing things start to happen as we've seen before however they are able to intercept everything in time and I believe we don't know for sure but save the pregnant wife here but the husband ends up disintegrating now everything here starts to make sense that nothing is linear like I said because we get a flashback to 1960 and that's eight years after the original murders when we see a young Jasao and his sister Kazua move into this cursed home with their father and what happens is they see the woman in white and she ends up taking the sister the father dies but Jasuo is spared and where we see everything become circular is the moment that Jasu starts to see and hear banging and everything on the window is also the times that we see um, other characters in this show like Kiyomi as well banging on the window and it sort of parallels to when Jasuo was eight years old back in 1960 seeing this but it's happening now in 1994 so I thought that that was pretty interesting all these parallels and sort of how the house just keeps you in a circular timeline like whatever happens there it just stays and it keeps happening over and over and nothing moves forward or back it just stays and lingers there I don't know if I'm explaining myself right with that but I thought that that was interesting and so what ends up happening is that Jasu is actually able to have encounters with the woman in white and he believes that the only way that they could actually have a chance at basically putting an end to the curse is if they take Haruka's audio recording that we saw her have from the beginning and take it to the house and bury it in the same spots where the children and everything were buried and pretty much this could put an end to everything so we see that pretty much happen by the end of the 
episode for the season finale. Now, the woman in white, of course, we know is the original victim from 1952. And she pretty much is out there to reclaim that child that was taken from her. And this horrific act that happened on her is pretty much the reason that this home is cursed because such a horrible thing happened there. Now, Haruka does, as I say, end up burying the audio cassette recording. And just when you think that everything is pretty much going to go back to normal, we see her not actually go back to normal because she ends up actually getting um, abducted of sorts by the original uh, perpetrator, rapist, whatever, from 1952. And that's how the series concludes. And my goodness, what the hell is going to happen now? So... Many people are seeing that this is just a way to finish the series and show you that this curse is never going to end and that that's all there's to it. I believe, however, we're in for a season two. And the reason I believe that is because I think that they still have a lot of things to fill in. And I think that that's something that we're going to be seeing come season two. Now, I don't think this is a show that's going to drag on for 10 seasons. I believe they could do it in two or three. And I think that something else we want answered besides being speculated about is why Jesu is so like spared from the curse itself why is he not affected like everybody else and even he says that he believes it is because he is sort of a conduit for the woman in white and that pretty much he is the one that needs to go ahead into the world and spread the story the gospel if you will the maybe not a gospel but a dark gospel of these cursed home and pretty much that's his role and that's what he was mainly like um sent out to do by the woman in white whether it's him being possessed or him just like naturally doing it it's still something that's not really explained well and i think that we're definitely going to have to get an answer for that and that's why i believe we could get a season two we're talking about what we can expect in season two as well as the things that they need to address they didn't address by the way the season ended but i do believe that the curse is meant to be there and i don't think it's gonna break because we've seen already the other grudge movies um and films that follow subsequently and we see that this is a curse that continues to plague and plague and plague and even with the newer uh, movie that just came out this year we saw that it can pass on to a different uh area and it doesn't have to be the same home because the curse sort of lingers and attaches to you. And I thought that that was a very interesting way to have it continue because why wouldn't they just sort of, I guess, burn the house or all that, right? So that is my thoughts on the ending. I believe that they are showing that this curse is still going. I think that there is a way to stop it. But it's not really the way Jesu thought it was going to be. And there is more that he knows about this that he's not letting on whatever the case may be that why he's doing that we'll find out the next season because i truly believe he knows a way to stop it but i don't think that he's acting like all on his own you know i believe he has some sort of possession going on but that's just my theories my speculations on it all so what did you think of the ending did you think it was a good cliffhanger or not what do you think is going to happen now as i said i think it's just showing that they aren't going to be able to finish the curse that easily and there is a lot more work to be done before they can get to that so you let me know your thoughts what do you think is going on here do you think we're getting a season two or do you think that's it and this is good on its own as i said this is one of the most like disturbing 
and definitely graphic shows I've seen on Netflix. It wasn't much of a horror pop scare, but it was sort of a horror that lingers with you and you think about the grotesque images that this show had and it definitely does spook you later on. So really, really good on that. But that's most um, Asian horror in my opinion. That's how they like to do it. Not really the jump scares as we're used to. But let me know your thoughts below on this show. Would you want a season two? Yes or no? And if you haven't already subscribed to the channel, what are you waiting for? Hit that subscribe, like, comment, share. Season 2 series will be coming later this week. I also have an ending explained to the Warrior Nun, so go check that out right now. And as always, that's going to do it for me. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, Twitch, Anchor, all of that. Make sure you turn on the bell for notifications. Make sure you subscribe, 20,000 subscribers. Let's get to it, and I'll see all of you next time. Stay positive.